Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey there, what's up? Welcome to this bonus episode where I am sharing a free training that I did over in the Freelancer to CEO podcast community it's going down in this group and I want you to make sure that you don't miss out on any of the free trainings that we do over there. I go live and share all types of tips and knowledge that you don't want to miss out on. It's in this free community where you can ask questions, you can learn from me, you can have a community of other freelancers who are doing it with you and I love our community. So if you want to join us over there, aubreymalik.com slash community, it's absolutely free to join. And again, you get poured into, get tons of knowledge and resources, and you have my brain to pick whenever you have a question that comes up. So head over to the group, join us, and enjoy this free training about how I went from zero clients to completely booked out in two months. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. So, impromptu live, but I got really, I um, have been doing a lot of planning out, um, definitely planning out quarter one as to what we're going to be putting out content for podcast episodes and different things like that. And um, I started to think back to what things were like two years ago when I first got started because I know a lot of you in this group, you're newer-ish to freelancing. Maybe you've been doing it for a couple months now. You have yourself kind of like, you, you know, your business kind of established, but you're like, okay, I need to know like what I need to do. And so I was like, okay, what can I tell them? What can I share with them that will help them figure out, okay, how do I get those first couple clients? And um, I know that that's like a challenging thing. And I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with. And, and I will say that once you get that first client, usually like that kind of gets those jitters out of the way and um, you're able to kind of snowball it from there. But Long story short, for those of you who are newer to the Freelancer to CEO podcast, the community, me, um, I started my business a little over two years ago. At the time, I was seven months pregnant, and it was October of 2018. And I started freelancing, and I set myself having a goal of I wanted to 
make enough income to not necessarily replace my teaching income, but I wanted to make in the 1,000 to 2,000 range um, by the time that I was due with my second son, which gave me a deadline of around two months. And I knew that I had to bring in that income to be able to show my husband, to show me that this was a profitable business plan for our family and that I could do this full time while I was home on maternity leave and hopefully, you know, for the, the future because I really wanted to be able to have a job that allowed me to work and to make income but also was flexible and I love teaching and I know that a lot of you have heard this before like there really was nothing wrong with teaching I know that if I was teaching this year I might be feeling differently just because of everything that's going on but I just wanted a job that allowed me to have a flexible schedule so that if I needed to take a week off when my son was having surgery I could do that and at the time like I I knew I couldn't do that. I knew I could only probably take a day. And that really was, was a struggle for me as a mom. And I'm sure if you're a mom and you know you have kids have been sick or have had different health issues, like it's not something that you uh, want to deal with and thinking that I don't know if I can take this time off, you wanna be there for them. So anyways, I knew that I had that goal of two months and so I really had to buckle down. And you know, Setting that timeline for myself, I think number one was the first thing that really helped me because I knew, okay, this has to happen in order for me to be able to take that leap and say, I'm not going to return to the classroom. So having that kind of pressure, I, I don't know, I, I'm a kind of person who performs well under pressure. If you give me a deadline, like I'm going to meet it. So that was one thing that was helpful. But I want to share specifically what I did to in the time of my business is up and running, like I'm starting this brand new business of becoming a virtual assistant, becoming a freelancer to the two months of when I had my son, what did I do in that time frame to allow me to hand in my resignation letter to my principal, to our superintendent and say, I'm not returning. So. The first thing I need you to remember is that sometimes we think that because we say like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna start my business, I'm gonna start this, um, and we kind of, maybe we like publish the Facebook page or maybe in our Instagram bio we change it, like it says virtual assistant. Um, we think that that's enough to be like, okay, my business is up and running, now what? Aren't they supposed to just come to me? And we have to remember that you can't book new clients, you can't bring new clients into your business if you are not consistently marketing it. It's the same way of getting in shape and you know working out. You can't expect after three times of working out that you're going to be in the best shape of your life. I mean, we would love that, right? And the same thing with our business, like we would love that, you know, all we have to do is like, you know, turn on the welcome sign saying like, we're open for business and all these people are going to flock to us. But unfortunately, like that's not the case if you want to get into the best shape of your life, like you have to be consistent about it. There are things you have to do, right? You would have to like work out probably 30 minutes every day. You'd have to eat healthy. You'd probably have to get a lot of sleep. You'd have to drink a lot of water. Like there, those are tactical things that you have to do. So I want you to remember that building your business and growing your business and growing your client list is the same thing. We can't just expect to do certain things for a few days and then if it doesn't work, be like, oh, well, I'm not cut up for this, or oh, this isn't for me. Like, that's not how it works. 
think of it similarly to if I'm trying to get into shape, if I'm trying to run a marathon, like I'm gonna have to, sorry about that. <laughs> I've, got, I've got my AirPods in and my phone started ringing. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> um, I probably can take these out. I don't need these right now. Okay, so we need to be doing things consistently every single day and we have to be willing to do them for longer than just you know a week's time because that's where I see a lot of people struggling is they say well I did this for you know a week I did this for a couple weeks and nothing happened so it must not be for me I must be a failure and I if you have those feelings of being a failure if you have those feelings of I'm afraid I'm going to fail I want you to go head over to the podcast because I did a podcast episode this week um, called but what if I fail at freelancing and I talk through that and how to overcome that so that's a really great episode if that's something that you're struggling with so we need to do something every single day consistently. So I'm going to share what I did when my business was fresh, when it was just getting started off the ground. What did I do to book out my business so that I could leave my teaching job? So the first thing that you need to kind of get over is the feeling of like, I don't want to talk about my business. I know, um, and I know specifically like with me, it was hard because yes, I was like still being a teacher and the people at my school, I think I had talked about like, oh, I would love to be at home. I'd love to work from home. I'd love to have a flexible schedule, but they didn't know that I was actively pursuing that. And so I think that that was like, it could have hung me up and been like, well, I can't tell people about it, but I was strategic about what I did. So um, I know I give a lot of people this information, like post on your personal page and say like, hey, I'm going into business. Like that's a really great way. Um, if you are nervous about that because yes, you have people who um, are on your Facebook personal page that do work with you and you're worried about what they might say or do or how that might affect your job, you can do it on more of a personal level. So maybe you know people in your personal life who do have a business, who um, are business owners or who maybe have connections you know, sending them a personalized one-on-one -on -one message, that's a really great way to start that out. But, okay, let me go, let me just go one by one what I did. So number one, first thing, is I was very intentional with my time. So the first thing I did is I looked at my schedule and I figured, okay, where can I find time to build this business, to market my service, to find new clients, to put in the work, to create the things that I need to have in place for my business. So I was very intentional. And for me, while I was working full time, what it looked like was I would get up at five in the morning, I would have everything ready to go. So I talk a lot about systems, having systems in place. This was one of my very earliest systems that I have in place. I would have my lunch packed the night before, I would shower the night before, I would have my clothes ready to go so that all I needed to do was basically roll out of bed, put clothes on, and I could go and sit in front of my computer for two hours before I had to walk out the door. And I kind of cut out that time of getting ready because it really was, you know, when you're getting ready, like you're not really, you're kind of like doing things you probably don't need to do. So I really didn't feel the need to wear makeup. I was seven months pregnant. Like there really was no helping me at that time. So I just cut that down. I cut that time down in half and I put the systems in place so that I knew I could wake up at five, I could spend five minutes, you know, grabbing a quick yogurt, putting clothes on and getting in front of my computer. So that was the first thing that I did. And then I also utilized my time at school while I was at lunch. 
I used to go to the teacher lounge and eat lunch with people and, you know, talk and chit chat. But I knew that I had a goal that I wanted to meet. So I cut that out and I said, I'm going to work in my room and eat my lunch there. So that was another time that I could spend um, networking and getting into Facebook groups and learning about other business owners and what they're doing and how I could help them, how I could um, respond to job posts, how I could, you know, offer information of things that I've learned. So that was one thing. So some people will say like, I just don't have time to do this. And honestly, you don't need a ton of time, but right there, even if that was all I did was getting up for two hours to work and then working during my lunch, that was two and a half hours every single day, Monday through Friday, that I could work on my business. And if you are very consistent and if you are intentional about what you're doing during that time, and we'll talk about that right next in the next piece, you will find success. But what a lot of people do is they're like, well, I spent two hours networking and nothing happened. And when I asked them, okay, what, what is it that you were doing? Well, I was looking through Facebook groups. Okay. But were you, you know, using the search engine within the Facebook group to type in keywords that would be related to your service to respond on potential job threads or just to offer information that you have learned? Like, what is it that you're doing? Um, and then the other thing was, is that I wasn't trying to spread myself out across all different areas. I was, tr I was very specific about what Facebook groups I was in based on who my ideal client was and what I, who I wanted to work with. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I did is once I started gaining a few clients, and maybe some of you are at that place right now. Once I started gaining a few clients, I stopped trying to be everywhere and do everything because there's a new shiny object all the time popping up. Go be on this platform. I just saw in another Facebook group that I'm in, there's something called Clubhouse where people are like, oh my gosh, you gotta go. This is the newest thing. It's going to you know, bring so much business into your, into your business. Like it's going to bring new clients, new leads to it. There are always shiny objects popping up of things that you should be trying, new things that you should be doing. And I want you to think back to what has already worked for you in the past. What are things that have already brought you in clients and how can we capitalize on that? Because if you've brought in clients through Facebook groups and that's working well for you, don't try to put something else into the mix because you think, well, if I'm over here, then more things are going to happen for me. And what ends up happening, we just divide our time and we divide our efforts and that doesn't necessarily lead to more. More things doesn't necessarily mean more business. Sometimes the less things that you focus on and the more intentional that you are with those things, the better that you will be. So that might mean, you know, that you're not in six, seven, eight Facebook groups networking, trying to find clients. That might mean that you narrow down onto what three Facebook groups are really active that you feel like your ideal client is in and how can you provide value within those Facebook groups. So that's the second thing. So that talked about analyzing where clients came from in the past. Now, if you're not sure, like say you're at a place where you have a website. I know that when I had a website, I had a contact form on there and I would have people fill out that contact form. You can add a place in there or you can even just ask, like if someone sends you an email and says like, I'd love to learn about your services. There's nothing wrong with saying like, I, I would love to just learn where you found out about me from. So that way you can kind of keep track of that and you can use that data as you go from month to month to know where to focus your efforts on. The third thing, and I'm looking over here because I have notes because I wanted to make sure that I stayed on track because I tend to just kind of go off on a tangent. So notes help 
help me stay focused. And if I'm, if there's anything that you have questions on as you're watching this, um, feel free to ask them and I'm happy to, to answer them as we go. So the third thing, and this is where I think that some people can, can miss the boat on things as far as consistently booking clients into your business is I knew what my service was and I knew who it was for. I knew specifically, and it wasn't just like, I'll do anything for anybody. I knew specifically, okay, here's what I want to go in and offer, and here's who it's going to be for. And then that way I knew, okay, I if I know what my service is and I know who it's for, I know where that person is hanging out and I know that they're gonna go into this group to look for information. So a great example of this is one of my friends does a lot within the platform of Kajabi. So for her, she's gonna focus her efforts within the Kajabi group. She's gonna make herself known as an expert. She's going to be the one that's responding to questions because that's going to put her into that authority figure and people are gonna be like, oh, I keep seeing her name pop up on questions that are about this. She must know what she's talking about. And then when someone goes to post and say, okay, you know, I'm looking for someone to help me with Kajabi, um, they can say like, once they see someone comment and say like, oh, I've seen her name pop up a lot. So um, knowing what your service is and who it's for, and then once you do that, you really can take the time, the focus time to practice it, to take action. I'm a firm believer in that you have to actually apply what you're learning. Sometimes we can get so stuck in like absorbing knowledge that we forget that that true knowledge comes from applied knowledge. And like when I was a student teacher, like, you know, I would watch the teacher do what she was doing and I would take my notes. Oh, you know, she did this. Here's how she responded when Johnny asked this. And I would have all these notes, but it real like having all those notes didn't really prepare me for what it was like when I walked into my very first classroom. Like I was kind of like, you know, stunned. I was like, what? you know, these are these are my students and this is my classroom and I'm the one that has to respond to it, not the other teacher. So taking the time to actually do the work and not get hung up on, like I'm trying to just learn and absorb, like I actually have to take what I am learning and apply it. Sometimes that means, you know, doing some some trials, doing some practice on your own. One of my one-on-one -on -one clients that I'm working with, she is doing graphic design. And so I'm just saying like, she doesn't have, as she's pivoting, she doesn't have any new clients yet. So I'm saying, who would you love to design for? Why don't you go in and spend some time and create a mock-up design, some social media graphics or a branding board of what that would be like so that you actually can apply what you're doing so that when you do get on that discovery call with that client, then you will know, okay, I've done this. I have actually taken action in this and I know what I'm doing. Okay, it doesn't necessarily have to be for a real life client. There's nothing wrong with doing, practicing what you're doing so that you can feel more comfortable and confident when you get in on a call with a client or when you actually have a client. The fourth thing that I did is every single time I did work for a client, I asked them for a testimonial. No matter how big or how small the project was, I asked for feedback. I asked them what they loved. I asked them for a win. What was it like working with me? Um, even if it's something very small, like you can have them talk about your work ethic, your professionalism, your timeliness, your the way that you responded on your emails. There's a lot of different things that they can speak to that you can use to leverage it. And then anytime I reached out with a client, anytime I was networking, I use those testimonials. I said, here's what a previous client has said about me. 
And that kind of already in their mind was like, oh, she's already done this for someone. She's already, you know, gotten results for someone. Like she knows what she's doing. It doesn't matter to that client whether I just did that yesterday or, you know, like utilizing your testimonials. Do not be afraid to ask for, for feedback. Every single time I'm completing a project for a client, I'm always asking them, please let me know if there's anything that can be changed. Because if, if I don't ask that, then I'm just kind of, you know, like crossing my fingers and hoping that they like it. And I'm not going to be able to get better at what I'm doing at the service that I'm offering if I don't get feedback. Now, hopefully your clients, all of your clients will give you constructive feedback. They're not going to, you know, personally attack you. And I found that most of the time that's not the case, but they, you know, they might say like, oh, you know, I really liked how you did this, but next time, could you tweak this? That doesn't mean that your, you know, like your business is a failure. That doesn't mean that you're not cut out for this. It's good to get feedback because that helps us to be better. And then once you are aware of it, once you're aware of something that you can do to be better, like you're not going to make that same mistake again. You're not going to do that again once someone brings it to your attention. So I'm always a fan of asking for feedback, getting testimonials, and then utilizing them because a big thing clients don't necessarily want to know like what your service entails, like the ins and outs of your service. They want to know what's the transformation? How are you going to come in and help my business? What are, what are you coming into my business? What, what's it that going to do for my business? How is that going to help me? And it's not usually like, well, I'm going to, you know, write 30 captions and I'm going to create, you know, five graphics and I'm going to pin, you know, 30 times. That's not what they want. They want to know how is that benefiting? What's that transformation doing by you doing that, by you doing the graphics or the pins, what does that mean? Does that mean they're going to get more sales? Does that mean that they're going to have a cohesive brand? Does that mean that they're going to have a website that converts cold leads to paid traffic? Like you need to know what that transformation is so that you can speak to that. Okay. I think I got a little bit tangent there. Um, and then, uh, the next thing I did is I always asked to move the conversation one-on-one. -on -one. I never said like, oh, send me a message if you're interested. I always said, is there an email that I can send you over my portfolio? Can I send you a direct message? Can we move this into a, a different conversation? Because when you're responding on a job thread or to someone, like there are a lot of people and they need to see you stand out. And the only ways sometimes that they can do that is if you have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Hopefully that one-on-one -on -one conversation from a Facebook group can lead into a message or to an email. And then the next step would be getting them on a discovery call so that you can really take the time to, again, position yourself as the expert, position yourself as someone who is going to provide a transformation for them, and then hopefully land the sale. And then I'm gonna take a sip real quick. Hi, Brittany, thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited you could be here. Um, the last thing that I did and this is where a lot of people can fall short, and this is something that's underrated and sometimes not utilized the best of your ability, is to follow up. Sometimes we think, okay, you know, I sent the email, like fingers crossed they respond, and then a couple days go by and they don't, and they think, well, they must not have liked me, they must not have thought I was good enough, and then all these thoughts spiral in your head of, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, all that. You need to follow up. I can tell you as a busy business owner, I love people when people follow up because there will be times where I will see an email come through and I have designated time on my calendar where I can respond to emails and sometimes I open it and I, you know, 
forget to respond or, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to respond to this, you know, during this time. And then something happens and it falls down. Like emails are not something that are my top priority. Like I, you know, it just happens. It happens as a business owner. And there have been so many times where I've gotten an email a few days later and saying, hey, I'm just touching base. I just want to make sure that this found your in inbox. I know things can get pushed down. I want to make sure. And I'm always so glad. That, and that's the first thing I say. Thank you so much for following up with me because it happens. And I can tell you that a lot of clients of mine have come from when I followed up with them. And I just said, hey, I want to touch base. I know we had chatted a few days ago. If there's anything else that you, I can help you with, if you, if you have any questions, if you would like to move to a discovery call, here's the link to that. And most of the time, either people at that point will say, I've moved on, I've picked someone else, which again, okay, now you can take that off your list. Or they'll say, thank you so much for following back up with me. Actually, yeah, I would love to move forward with it. So always following up. That was something I was very consistent on. I had a system where I knew, okay, here are the people who I've connected with. Here's the people who I've moved to a one-on-one -on -one conversation. When do I need to follow up with them? Okay, once I followed up, where do they fall? Do they fall in, okay, we're moving to the next stage. Do they fall into the, no, they're not interested. And I had that system in place so that I knew that I could be intentional with that time. So there was time within my marketing and networking where I was going through anybody that I had connected with and following up with them. So getting a really good system in place for following up is going to be super, super helpful to book clients because the fortune is in the follow-up. It's a very common phrase and that's commonly used, but it's very, very true because during that two month time, I was just very consistent and persistent on making sure that I was intentionally networking. I was responding to job leads and job threads. And then I was also, once I had done that, I was putting a system in place where, okay, I've connected with them. I've moved it to one-on-one. -on -one, now I'm following up with them. And that's how I was able to, in a very short period of time, book a lot of clients, get on a lot of discovery calls. And I, I don't want to say that every client that I got on a discovery call with or every client that I talked with led to a yes because it didn't. And that just helped me refine my system. So anytime that I didn't, if I got to the point where I, you know, reached out initially one-on-one -on -one discovery call and the discovery call didn't land in a booked client, then I reevaluated my process. Where could I have improved? Was it something that I did? Was it something, you know, on the client's end? And I evaluated that and then I refined that process. And I kind of just washed, um, what's the saying with shampoo? Um, like lather, rinse, repeat, like that's what you do. Like you lather, you rinse, and then you repeat and you keep going back through that cycle. So once you have a really great system in place of here's when I'm networking and this is specifically what I'm doing, like I'm not just scrolling through a Facebook group and saying like that's networking. I'm actually having direct conversations with people who are my ideal client, who I can offer a service to, who I can offer a transformation to. And I'm moving them through the process of, you know, going one-on-one -on -one discovery call, sending proposal invoice, all the things, and then rinse and repeat that and keep going on through. So I hope that was helpful for you guys to, to know specifically like what I did. Um, and like I said, in the beginning, you will have to do a lot of like the networking marketing and that's kind of the unglamorous part of it. Like you have to put in the work, just like if you want to be in the best shape of your life, you have to go to the gym, you have to eat healthy, you have to eat right, you have to do all these things. So the same thing goes with our business. Like there are things that you have to do in order to make your business a success. We can't skip those steps and say like, you know, I, I wish I could tell you, like I just waved my magical wand and I had all these clients and I had a successful business and I was able to leave my teaching job. Like 
it was hard work. And so I want to be realistic with you and say like, these are things you're going to have to do. Like you have to consistently like market your business. Like you can't expect to book clients if you are not talking about your business, if you're not talking about what you do, if you're not talking about the service that you offer, if you're not talking about how you can help business owners, like it's just not going to happen unless you're doing it. So I think evaluating each day, what are you doing? And it doesn't have to be a ton of time. Like if you can only squeeze in 30 minutes, like 30 minutes is better than no minutes. And if you're using 30 minutes of really, really intentional time, like I'm connecting with my ideal client, then that's going to move you forward, okay? If you can do more time, then obviously you're going to see quick results. And once you get in a really good system of marketing your business and talking about it and people getting to know you and gaining clients, then your business starts to work in the background for you and you can start using referral bases. You can start having people reach out because they heard about you, they saw you. You know, you have to make yourself known. And the only way you do it is by consistently marketing, talking about it. That's what marketing is. I know when I heard that word, I'm like, I don't have a marketing degree, like I can't market. And really what marketing is, is letting people know about you and what you do and how you can help them. That's all it is. So the more that you do that, the better chance you're going to have of booking clients. If you are someone who doesn't wanna talk about what you do, it will be a slower process. But as long as you stay consistent and as long as you are continuously doing things each day, it will happen for you, okay? The, the fastness of it, how quickly it happens, is dependent on how much time and how much effort you're putting into it. So, I hope that was helpful. Um, I talked a little bit longer than I wanted to, but um, I get going and I get passionate. So if you have any questions at all, if there's anything, you're catching this on the replay, um, respond and talk and ask questions just like you're watching it live and I will come back and answer any questions that you have. But thank you guys for watching and I will catch you guys soon. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.